is a great joy to be here. Gee, it is very weird to hear your voice behind you. Um, so I hear you, Kate. Um, the guys went to Portugal this week, and um, I got a lot of feedback because our daughter was there, and the Genesis Leadership um, WhatsApp group just sent amazing feedback. Uh, we spoke to last night, she was flying out, she said it was truly an amazing time that Tula sent us a clip, can you hear me? Of um, them singing Holy Spirit, and uh, also breaks into Zulu, and it's just, just amazing to see them singing a Zulu song in Porta, Portugal, and uh, just warm my heart. And then after the service, they were singing it in the courtyards and they, in Portugal, I just thought it's amazing how Africa, amen, has an impact in the first world nations. And so that really warmed our heart, very good time. And they're very excited about the future. Um, also, just from a family news point of view, of course, Lynette, um, who has been our principal for 18 years, been at Little Heights for more than 20 years, um, is uh, resigned. And I just want to honor you, Lynette, and I uh, just want to thank you for your incredible um, labor of love. Thank you so much. Um, your incredible labor of love, Lynette, and your steadiness, your giftedness, your love, your breadth, how you've uh, worked with kids and parents and elders and deacons <laughs> and moms and dads. You've been an absolute blessing. And uh, I just want to thank you, Lynette. And so let's just appreciate Lynette. And we're really excited. And, uh, thank you, Lynette. You're a woman of outstanding integrity. And I just honor you. Thank you. Bless you. God bless your next season and um, have fun. I don't know what you're really going to do, but we're watching closely. Amen. So I have the joy of speaking to you about Genesis 1 26 and 27, and um, it's about God creating man. And I've got the joy and the angst of doing it in 35 minutes or something. So we're doing a series to the book of, of Genesis. The kind of law first mentioned, which is quite a controversial term, but something of our origin. Uh, when something is mentioned for the first time in the scriptures, we want to go back and look at it, understand it. And from Genesis 1, 2, 3, the Bible sort of breaks out and um, something of an understanding of the beginnings is very helpful in this very confusing and troubled world. And so let's go to Genesis 126. It's 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 how God created man and what was behind that. Um, we could spend weeks and weeks just on this subject, but let's uh, have a go. Then Genesis 126, then God said, okay, here's God speaking, let us make man in our image and in our likeness, and let them rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air, over the livestock, over all the earth, over all the creatures that move along the ground. That's a superlatives there. They're not little small little, these are big sweeping statements. So God created man in his own image, okay? Emphasis, in his own image, in the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Verse 28, and God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and increase in number. I want you to fill the earth and I want you to subdue it. What does that mean, Lord? What does to subdue mean? Uh, rule over the fish of the sea. How do you do that? Uh, and over the birds of the air, those things, those pelicans and those eagles and those ostriches, those false trace, what an unusual bird. Rule over all those things, the birds of the air, and over every living creature that moves on the ground. Have rulership, have dominion, have captaincy, one could say. Let's pop over to Genesis 2, 7. The Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground. Interesting. Uh, our ears and our minds should think, wow, that's interesting. Not from primates. Not from other, from, from the dust of the ground he made man. And breathe, God, breathe the kiss of life into his nostrils. 
the breath of life. And the man became a living being. Now the Lord God had planted a garden in the east, in Eden, and there he put the man he had formed. And again, we understand that God places us. God puts us in places. We are living here in this country at this time, in this part of history, with a certain person that you are, your ethnic group, your 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 the, the color that you are, your education, all the stuff that's about you. And you think this is where God has placed me now, because that's where he placed Adam and Eve. Um, in Genesis 2, 18, the Lord God said, It is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. The Lord is also that same word. The Lord is our helper. So that word helper has been seen as a derogatory or a less word. But the Lord himself is our helper. He provides relief and aid. That same word you can see in, in Psalm 30. And, um, and so... Um, so the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. He got him out the way. When he wanted to produce Eve, he had to get him into a coma, as it were, a deep sleep. And while he was sleeping, in other words, Adam had nothing to do. Adam must have had desires, but he had nothing to do with uh, the way God formed. I mean, I'm sure he said, Lord, this is the kind of girl I'd like, you know. But he was fast asleep, anesthetized. And while he was sleeping, God took one of the man's ribs didn't form the woman out of dust, he formed the woman out of one of the man's ropes. And thinking, Lord, can you explain that to me? What does that mean? What's the, you know, is there, is there something there? Um, from the rope he had taken out of the man, and he brought her to the man. Isn't that beautiful? So all you young men, ask the Lord to bring you a wife. Amen? Sometimes we make huge mistakes. We, we mess things up and say, Lord, I ask you, like you did with Adam, could you be kind to me? Could you, could you bring somebody to me? Is that okay? Are you, are you, are you out there? Um, and he brought to the man, and the man said, Now this is bone of my bones, and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman. Some people say from the womb of the man. It doesn't mean that. But she was taken out of the man, out of his rib, out of his side. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother, united to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. The man and his wife were both naked, and they felt no shame, or had no shame. We've come to the sixth day in creation, the penultimate day. The seventh day will be the day of like, whoa, and rest, actually. But this is, this is the penultimate day. Everything has taken place in the first five days in preparation, the theologian tells us, for this wondrous sixth day where he makes the animals and he makes man, the animals that, uh, that walk along the ground, as it were. He's already made the fish of the sea, the birds of the air. For the sixth day, he makes the, the, the animals and he makes man. And he spoke it into being, okay? That's the other important thing. Therefore, whatever God says happens. If God says something, I've had many Christians say, well, God said it, it hasn't happened. It, it will, if God has said it, it will happen. Amen. So when God speaks, whatever God speaks, it happens. And it was so, and so, you know, six times, and, and, and it was so, and God said, let, let's separate the borders, the permit, and it was so, and God said, let there be light, and it was so, and so, whatever God said, six times he said, and it was so. He didn't design the world in a laboratory, he didn't assemble biologists, or scientists, or engineers, or doctors, or physicists, that's what we would have done, we've got this project, we've got this to create something. And choreographers, he didn't assemble any of those. He majestically and powerfully and wonderfully and supernaturally created the heavens and the earth. Yes, it's a mystery, brothers and sisters. What's the alternative? What do you believe alternative to what the Bible says? How do you create light? You know, they said, well, we came from an amoeba or a fish or one of the primates or, as many theologians say, from the slime. How do you create light? How do you create energy? How do you create gravity? How do you create um, some of the things I wrote down here? Um, warmth, space, matter. How do you create breath? Who formed the breath? So the questions that we can't answer, but God said, I create breath. Breathe into the breath of God. 
everything perfectly positioned, arranged, planets, galaxies, rotating seas, mountains, whales and waves, wind and stars suspended, floating. As a kid, I used to think, that moon, I used to think there were strings, that God was holding it with a string and spinning it. It's placed. I thought, where is that going to fall out the sky? What stops it? And when it falls, what will it land on? And once it's landed on the substrate, what's under the substrate? And what's under that substrate? And how far gone? the wonder. This is the mystery of God. Nothing falling. Nothing crashing. Nothing disintegrating. The theologians tell us there is no design without intelligence. When you look at the design of the human being, you think it just happened? We're standing here the other day praying and I, and I thought, did this just, did we just happen? We're just a, a, a cosmic explosion, some, some, some compression they tell us, that they compress, compress, and boom! Uh, you know, we just had another billion years. Just go back three billion years and, and we just have it. There is no design without intelligence. DNA. Psalm 33 verse 6. Why is this so important? You see, the further we move away from creation and more into biology and just randomness, the more depressed we get, the more suicidal we get, the angrier we get. We don't know where we came from, so we don't know where we're going. So what's the point of it all? Psalm 33 verse 6. By the word of the Lord, the heavens will obey. Their story host by the breath of His mouth. Isn't that beautiful? And we know Chris alluded to it last week, Hebrews 11 verse 4. By faith we understand that the universe was formed at God's command. So it's very hard to understand that the universe was made by by God's command, outside of faith. But brothers and sisters, it is utterly and totally settled in my heart that God created the universe and that He created man. I have absolutely, personally, you may not know, personally, I have zero doubt that God created me and you and this cosmos. I, I, I've, I've thought about it. I've looked, I looked at the Big Bang Theory yesterday in Wikipedia, and yet he fainted with exhaustion and confusion. I mean, the language, the words, the... Uh, you know, you have to go to this word now. I mean, his eyes thought, are you, are you guys serious? Are you, are you for real? These the, the sharpest minds in the world have come up with this theory. It's like the, the wisdom of the wisest. So then he makes man in his own image, in his likeness. And he says it's He's saying it's all good against the background of lights and mountains and trees and fields and hills and animals. Then we come along and he says, this is the closest to me. This is like me. This is, this is mine. You are my image. I've made the animals after their kind and the birds and the trees and the fields and the seas and the skies and the galaxies. But you are made in my image, in our likeness. You are like me, says the Lord. And he says it's very good. You are my image bearers. You reflect me. You mirror me. You are my glory, the Bible says. You have the, my mind. Really? As a yes, you have the mind of Christ. We can understand God because we are made in God's image and God's likeness. It's not that difficult to understand God. Oh yes, we can completely misunderstand. And we have at times. How did you make man? Somebody said, how did you make man? He made them male and female. I thought that was a brilliant answer. Somebody said, so how did you make man? God is, I made them male and female. I love that answer. No, how did you make I made them male and female. All this stuff with our genders, the confusion, and men exercising violence or power or control or abuse of a woman. It's like Women manipulating, controlling, usurping with men, and, and it's crazy, brothers and sisters. Let us fall to our knees, all of us, and say, God made us in His image. I think that's better, amen? The way that man and woman relate to each other is a reflection of the person, of the personalness of God. God's, the way He relates to the Turkey, God's social attributes, 
And he says, like, I'll make man and woman, and the way you are together, you will together reflect us. Therefore, the right relationship between a man and a woman is so important as it reflects God's relationship with the, the Trinity and with us. How I am with Cutty and how Cutty is with me, you with your wife, us with brothers and sisters is how God is with us, is how God is with the, with, the, with the Holy Spirit, how He is with His Son. There's this amazing unity as was prayed, Mikey. This amazing way, God, what are you like? Are you angry? Are you judgmental? Do you lord it over? I oh, know, I prefer others. There's perfect unity. Lord, we are made in your image. What does it mean to be made in the image and the likeness of God? It means that you're distinct from the animals. You see, because what he's doing is he's saying, okay, in their image, in their likeness, they will reproduce after their own kind, but you are made in my image, and you are distinct from the animals. The first thing we need to do, listen, there's nothing I love more than the Kruger National Park. Nothing. When I go to the Kruger Park, I get dizzy with, with joy. You see the porcupine, there's your rattles back. And you see the wild dog and the lion, the giraffe and the buffalo. And God says, they're for your pleasure. Aren't they wonderful? How big is the giraffe's heart? Two feet. It's got, I don't know how many chambers, it's got a pump blood all the way, it's got a, it's got a non-return valve, otherwise apparently the, the blood would shoot from the head, it's got a non-return valve, it's a complicated heart, it's two feet, it's 26 pounds, heavy. How do you do that, Lord? Aren't you wonderful? But I didn't come from the giraffe, amen? Wish I had, sometimes. Man is unique, he's different. He's unlike the creatures that God had previously formed. He had made creatures according to their kind, but not made in the image of other creatures and other animals. Sometimes we use, we say, that guy, he behaves so badly like an animal. We use that term. If you think we came from an animal, well, which is it? We behave badly, but something's like, behave like an animal. Those guys are like animals, they say. No, 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 no. We, are, we may be behaving badly, and we are, we are acting after our fallen nature. We're going to get digressed. Animals, not my ancestor. Others. Others. Don't tell me I come from an animal. Then I can act like an animal. Then they want to My moral, beautiful, ethical, holy, righteous, clean God. Amen? You too. You can't rule over if you come from. What you to rule of all the animals. What gives you the right is you come from it. And God says, I want you to rule. I saw a picture yesterday in the news of the ship, which of course we won't like. It was an Iceland a ship, a huge ship with these little guys on it. And these big whales attached. They're shooting whales again in Iceland. Isn't that horrible? <laughs> it's amazing how you come man and make this jolly big ship. You have this little guy like a little ant and he's got these big whales. It's amazing how much ingenuity man has, amen? When God created man, Genesis chapter 5, verse 1, you know that's up there. He made it in the likeness of God. I need to know that I can, I can, I'm made in the likeness of God. When sin knocks at my door, and, uh, and anger, and deception, give me another one, anything, that when, when I'm, I'm depressed, and I'm angry, and I'm insecure about myself, and I don't know who I am, I need to know that I was made in the image of God, in the likeness of God. I need to go back to my roots. And so he says, when he, he made them in the likeness of God. He created them, male and female, and he blessed them. The first words God spoke to Adam and Eve was blessing, and God blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply. And one of the first things, we want to be fruitful. We want to multiply. If you give me you know, a thousand rand or ten thousand rand or a hundred rand, I want to be able to say, look, I took a hundred rand, I made two hundred rand. Praise the Lord. Or, or, or you gave me a tree now, we've got lots of little trees, we love to be fruitful. We got married and we had five kids, isn't that wonderful? We were fruitful, we, we want to be fruitful, amen? We want to actually have dominion, not over each other, but we want to be able to rule, have order, bring peace, bring government. And so, and, when they were, and he blessed them, and when they were created, he called them man. And when Adam had lived 130 years, this is so important, brothers and sisters, 
He had a son in his own likeness. So Adam, so, uh, so God is showing us the man. So Adam has a son in his own likeness, in his own image, and he named him Seth. So as Adam and Eve produced their son in their own likeness, so God has produced us in his own likeness. Are we that far from God? Not according to creation. Which means he's not far. Our father, your father, your creator is not Wow. Sin may have confused you. You may be the, you know, you, you may have never known the love of a parent. You may be a orphan. You may be damaged goods. You may be proud. I don't know which is worse. But I'm saying to you that your creator, your father, is breathing around your neck. He wants to, he wants you to know him and he wants he wants to be intimate with you. Acts 17, verse 29. Therefore we are God's offspring. Can I read that again? But also, have you got that up? No, don't have any power, hey? Acts 17, 29. Therefore we are God's offspring. Did you know that you are God's offspring? Young people, are you listening? You are God's offspring. We should not think that the divine being is like gold or silver or stone. That's what we've made out to be. We create our idols. An image, made by man, an image made by man's design and skill. Your offspring... Who's got offspring here? Anybody? Does anybody have offspring? If you have offspring, personal to you, I see grants on the eminent. So, so, so what that is, is that's, that's your child. That's your offspring. It's personal. Intimate. It's like... Um, it's not good. It's like... That's my, that's my child. You give everything to that child. You'll spend all your money educating them and they get sick. But that's, that's your child. We don't want offspring. But sin has messed around with us. He says, God doesn't really care because if He cared, He said He could eat them. He fall back. But He wants us to fall back into Him. Amen? He wants us to yield back into Him. Because if we do, brothers and sisters, our lives may be different. It means we have certain attributes like God that animals don't have. But we're not God. We're not God. But we have many attributes. We have a moral conscience. Animals don't have that. The ability to reason and to think logically, to judge rationally, ethically, animals don't. Humans have the ability to create music and art and to invent scientific wonders. Animals don't. Human brain possesses qualities that have no parallel in the animal world. Nothing. The elephant has a bigger brain than us. And as much as the elephant is, is maternal or paternal and has got a great memory and all the things we like grow about, it is incomparable to the power of the human intelligence. And he's got the biggest brain of all. I think. And I'm walking, so I think the whale's got a bigger I don't know. Man has a faculty of speech. His communication system is completely different to animals. Man possesses language and conceptual thought. People say, you know, like a you know, a chimpanzee or a, a dolphin clicks, click, 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 or they're speaking to each other like we do. Rubbish. It's utter rubbish. Oh, 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 oh. That's just that's a sound. No. It's a car. Man, 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 that's a sheep. Um, what are the other things? Birds. You know, we say they sing or they chirp. Chip, 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 chip. But the ability to communicate the human. Not only can he speak, but he can say he can form letters, different letters to express his speech. Greek or Hebrew, they're all funny letters, or Chinese, or Greeks, or English. <laughs> we, it's unbelievable how much power God has given us, how much intelligence. The first responsibility given to Adam was to name the animals. It didn't say that animals name yourselves. It said the lion, the lion says, oh, I'm a lion. And he said, you. Because Adam had to record, how, how do you, he, that's a lion, and that's a, you need to have intelligence for it. Animals can't name things. 
Dogs can bark, but they can't name things. They can't speak. They can howl with joy. But we try and take the animals and, and push them into things that's very exaggerated. The human has the ability to, to pay attention to various matters at will. He has an inconceivably wide range of interests and observation. He doesn't just eat and wander around and procreate, but generally the animals do, as glorious as they are. Man is fully bipedal, which means he stands up. He's the only one with a straight vertebra that his hands are freely engaged to do other things. And people say, but what about the kangaroo? Yeah, the kangaroo hops, he doesn't walk. And the bear can walk, but he normally uses his hands. So God has been kind to us. Amen? We are not animals, brothers and sisters. We don't come from animals. We come from God, which means that's a whole world that I'm going to praise God that I come from Him. We've got monkeys that run a mock in our house. I'm fascinated by them. Sometimes I think I'm sure we like them. No, we're not. Personal to God that He made us. He formed us. He breathed into us. We tell us, hey, come on, Dad, man, you know, say, come on, here you are. Come on, Dad, get away from me. Ah, okay. Imagine you, you, the, the nurse brings your little baby and says, oh, you know, this, this, here's your baby, we made it in a lab. She said, what? This is my child that comes from my womb. Brothers and sisters, you know how you hurt God, but that's what The Western world is with the scriptures that all things magnificent, beautiful buildings that, that actually they got from, from, from biblical ethics, I believe. Now they're very careless. Man can record history. Animals can't. Animals don't have funerals. But people say elephants bury the dead. There's a dust on the dead. And I love elephants. But they don't. Mourn like we mourn. Yes, they may grow. Man is an ethical being. He can distinguish between rights and wrong. Makes moral judgments. He can experience faith. Animals can't. He can worship his creator. And I could go on and on. I'm making the distinction. But man, do we love dogs and cats? Absolutely. We said yesterday our brand is looking at birds. And a little woodpecker, a woodpecker with a red head in the sun, and we're just watching them going up. Luries and what else came? I don't know what. Hornbills and. Love that. Love God. Thank you, Lord, for the birds. Thank you for the giraffe. Which is the most aggressive animal? He's, he's one of the eight. They say the, 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 the African eye. The fire ant, the cape buffalo, the crow, no, the crow's clever. Why did God create us? Why did God create us? As a demonstration of His glory. You know that you were created to, to demonstrate God's glory? Where do you get that from? The Bible? You're made in God's image, to be like God, to know God, to walk with God, to reflect God's character, God's goodness, God's attributes, to have intimate fellowship with Him, to praise, to worship Him. You have rational and God-like thoughts, attitudes, God's relational, social like us, connected, loving in community. Acts 17, 27, God did this so that man would seek Him and perhaps reach out for Him and find Him, though He is not far from each of us. You can sit your brand this afternoon and say, God, I want to know who you are. I want to know your intimacy. I want to know you as Papa. I want to know you as Abba. I know you, Lord. I know you. I want to know you as my Father, as my Creator. Here it comes. Why, why are we a creator? Here it comes. Isaiah 43, verse 6b. Bring my sons from afar. Exile story. And my daughters from the ends of the earth. Everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory. So God says, bring them from afar, those sons and daughters whom I created for my glory. You were created for God's glory. Whom I formed and made. Why did you make me, Lord? Answer, for my glory. What 
does that mean? Teach me, Lord. You say you made me for your glory. I want you to bring me glory. How, Lord? I want you to be kind to people. When you go to the hospital, walk in there as I would walk in there for my glory. Look at people say, hey, man, chief, you, you, you look like you're in pain. Can I? Oh, man, I'm sorry about your pain. You mind if I pray for you? Uh, sorry to be saying this, but, but uh, Kathy got up early and something smelled nice in the kitchen. Gee, I wonder that breakfast. Somebody is just saying, no, I'm making cookies for the band. Because they come here early every morning. So if they come here early, I can get up early and make cookies for them. To God's glory. Oh, the cookies band, have you had any in there yet? No, maybe. It doesn't matter for your glory. For your glory. I just want to, I want to, I want to go and be kind to somebody. I want to, I want to, um, just praise you. I was made for your glory. The devil says, ah, bad, bad, poor. You know, watch sports all day. What does it mean to be created for your glory? Well, don't you love this scripture, 1 Corinthians 10, 31. This is a full scripture. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Eating pizza for the glory of God. Hey, Lord, I thank you for the Italians. For those guys. Pizzas. They, they, I mean, Ferraris, Bugattis, motorbikes, and food. Italians. Whatever you do, bring up a child. Your child is born. Lord, this child, for your glory, I glorify you. I thank you. I praise you. I honor you. Amen? Is, is that okay? Go to work. Bring up kids. Um, fix the roof. Whatever you're doing, for your glory. Get married for your glory. We said to our kids, we want you to know, as soon as they can understand, we will serve God for His glory. We didn't use that term. We say. Welcome to the fam Heidi family. Welcome, 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 you lighties. <laughs> we're just telling you, we're serving our Jesus. We may make mistakes. We may be a little overbearing at times. We may quarrel once or twice. Sorry for that, but we're just telling you, we're not here for you. We're here for His glory. And we advise it. If you don't want to come, bad luck, but we don't. Okay? Come along for the journey. But we don't like your God because He's like, you know, all frumpish and frowning and you have no joy. His glory is like in your kids look for their glory. 170 kids on him. Hunky and pain. Nothing wrong with that, Jay. There's nothing wrong with that. Revel in his glory. Bask in his glory. Design for glory and duty. Design you. Design for glory. Duty. Bring me glory. I think I had a, out of the blue the other morning, out of nowhere, we could oopsie. Like, what is that about? We just looked at each other thinking, oh, she wants to strangle me, and I want to strangle her. Easy, quick, <laughs> but just do it simply, finish, done, move on. Pride. Mistake. You're an accident. 
Don't tell me I'm an accident. Don't tell your kid that actually you weren't planned. Be careful to say that. Let me get back to my notes. It's the answer. <laughs> Not a cosmic accident. Let them rule over the fish, the birds of the air, the livestock of all the earth. He creates us to rule. He gives us leadership. If you have the spirit of God inside of you, the breath of God, you, have to, you are able to rule, brothers and sisters. You can take authority over your thoughts, over your business, of your home, amen? There can be order to rule, to govern, to have dominion over all the creatures. He creates us to have dominion, to subdue, which means to just calm down. <laughs> Things getting out of control. Interesting word. Genesis 9, to the fear and dread of you will fall upon all the beasts of the earth. Isn't that interesting? The fear and dread of you. This is Genesis 9. Did you know it? All the birds of the air, upon every creature that moves along the ground, and upon all the fish of the sea, they are given into your hands. Everything that lives and moves will be food for you, just as I give you the green plants. I now give you everything. Your federal head. Me, I place all this under your feet. For you to rule. Isn't that amazing? He's declaring there's a purpose in your life. The purpose of your life is to glorify God. Whether you're an accountant or a pastor, or a doctor or a nurse, or a student, your job, your purpose is to bring glory to God. You'll be most satisfied in Him. No, no. You bring in the most glory when you're most satisfied in Him. Sorry, I forgot how the saying goes. But God is saying, well, whether I have a big house or a small house, whether I'm black or white or Chinese or Eskimo or whatever, or one came of four kids or not married, bring you glory and all. And watching Tula and Keith, I was so proud. Excuse me to be a little bit proud in Portugal. Keith comes from here, Tula comes from here, leading the Europeans in, in worship, African worship. Amen? Like soul worship. Not like Greek worship, soul worship. And I was proud. I was thank you for the privilege of having worked with these men, now seeing them ministering to many others. The Americans saying, gee, these guys, I mean, they just said, the guys were amazing. They were amazing. And people said, you know, well, what about South Africa? What about South Africa, brothers and sisters? Do you know that Portugal needs God more than we need God? I mean, I mean, Jeff's got a church. He can approach anybody because they don't know what church is in Portugal. Jeff and Jane have planted a church, got 130 people. They, he said, when you come to church, people use obscene language because they don't know God. They don't know they are not meant to swear. But they're interested in Jeff and Jane who have done Christianity. Purpose is to glorify God. You cannot define man outside of God. It is impossible. Male and female, from you, He didn't create us. Create us from brand spanking new. He created us you. I won't go into all that about female as God's greatest gift. Can I just say this again? I believe the greatest creative gift given to man is woman. Can I just say that again? My belief. You may not believe it, I do. I doesn't say that. But when he says, bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh, he's saying, well, I thought you were just hanging, let me hang it to rocks. And he said, well, what was And that gnarly alligator, and out in that camp, I thought that's all his butting. You gave me Eve. She is bone of my bone. This is what I've been dreaming of. She's creative. Thank you, Lord. Should we honor the ladies in this church? Psalm 139, verse 13. You can't put it up, can you? Psalm 139, 13. Please turn, open your Bibles, your phone books, your iPods, whatever you want to do. Let's start. Psalm 139, 13. For you created. My inmost being, my essential part, my hidden humanity, my personality, my inmost, that part of me that only you know, I even hardly know, let alone my wife, let alone me, but you get my inmost being, my personhood, you knit me. You see, the Lord talks in simple terms, Wikipedia talk, Big Bang, insanely complicated. You understand knitting, He knit me. Me, Nick, amen? You, Robin. Rob, God knit you together. Friends, until we that that falls upon us and the wonder that God knit you. You weren't an accident and unplanned. He knit you together. 
in my mother's womb. Praise God for Roe and Wade has been overturned. I know the world is angry as snakes, but I praise God that it's been overturned. Be careful, nation of America, nation of South Africa, where we just say, I don't know when God's face turns, but when it turns, oh my word, oh my word, Ukraine is a sober judgment. I'm, I'm concerned about what's happening with it's 2022, what is wrong with us? Be careful if God changes his face from a nation, from a family. So I say, Lord, I'm sorry, I'm You knit me in my mother's womb. That's where something extraordinary happens. It became the grave of 60 million people in one nation. I praise you, Hiccup, because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. If you want to go look up, I don't have time. What does it mean to be fearfully? It means you have how many? Seven trillion cells in your body. Like, that's like, what this scares me. Yeah, let it scare you. I'm fearfully and both wonderfully made. The reason I'm saying, brothers and sisters, Stop thinking of yourself too less. You're God's offspring. Amen? Amen. Your works are wonderful. Yeah, this, this creation that you made, David speaking, are wonderful. I know that full will. My frame was not hidden from you. In other words, I wasn't some back alley thing that no one saw. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place. There was a secret place. There was an intimate place. The, 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 there was something that happened in that, in, in that place, that secret place. When I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body. And people say, you know why we come from the fish? We've got the same eyes. When we fetuses, our eyes are here, then they come together like the fish. Wow. The same neck as the, some other fish. I'm with you together. I took dust. I'm thinking, let me come from the truth as he came from dust. Warmed by the hands and breath of Ladies, I don't know how you're going to deal with it. You came from the side of a man. Go figure. <laughs> we'll break me. <laughs> You're born with us. I mean, I've got to think about that. You. Your eyes saw my unborn body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. So he knows all your days. He knows. He knows about your spouse. He knows about the children written before they came to be. How precious to me are your thoughts, O God. How vast is the sum of them. Were well, I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of the sand. When I awake, I'm still with you. What does that mean? What does that mean, when I'm awake, I'm still with you? Anybody? You know what David's saying? He's saying, he's saying, you're actually with me when I sleep. And then when I wake up, you're still there. Even when I sleep, even when I slumber. And then when I wake, you're still here. Nothing was made that has been made. For by him all things were created. And for him all things were created. Colossians 1.6. He is before all things and all things hold together in him. You brothers and sisters and me, even though we might spoke with each other. Some guy was recently said, I hate Russians. I thought, I understand. Because he's Polish. He said, he said, he said, I heard he said, I hate Russians. I thought, oh, I haven't heard that for a while. We don't hate people. I don't like what they do, but then they're in God's image. Even people that worship idols is bigger than this church. Bigger, taller, ten times taller. They made the image of God. Racism. You know the problem is? I don't recognize that that's what was written. That he made the Mexicans, and he made the Scandinavians, and he made the Africans, and he made the South Americans, and he made the Caucasians and the Canadians. He Oh Lord, that's your handiwork, that's your son. They speak different, they got funny eyes, they're short, they're tall. They're yours. They're yours. You made them. You go to some guy and say, I don't like your kids. Eee. 
Very lame. When I consider, when I consider me, you, your heavens, the work of your fingers, when I consider me, I've got to think about the moon and the stars which you have set in place. What is man? What is man? This, this little ends. What is man that you are mindful? You are mindful. What is it? You are my offspring. You are my image. You are like us. You are our image bearers. The son of man that you care for us. Pat and I always pray on the way to church. We, our prayers drift from how we feel. Sometimes we pray for our souls. Sometimes we pray for our kids. Sometimes we pray for the church. But you know what I pray was this morning? I've always He's going to care for us. It's a need. It's fine. We're right. We, that that five that is we, we we got to be care for us. Please Lord. Help us. Save us. Do you care for him? That you made him. You lovingly, that you made him. Lovely creature. A little lower than the heavenly beings. And crowned him with glory and honor. So how about putting a crown on your head? It's quite weird. Eh? That actually God has crowned you. Look at and run. That God can crown you with glory and honor. Which means, Lord, I stand before you as your son, as your daughter. I accept that you made me, that you placed me, that you love me. Teach me about your glory. I come from you. I'm close to you. In fact, Jesus has made a way. That's the fall which I'm not meant to get into this day. That's coming. It's so important. And I want to come under. I want to. You made him a little, and you made him rule over the works of your hand, put everything under his feet. Oh Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. I close with Job, from scripture. Job and his friends are very confused. There's calamity, they don't know what's happening. They're asking questions, they're confusing one another. God is listening, but it's recorded. In Job 12, 7, it says, Ask the animals and they will teach you. You guys are so far gone. You go to the animals and they will teach you. Quite an unusual thing, isn't it? Just the animals are not that clever. Well, here they are. Or the birds of the air, they will tell you. Or speak to the earth and it shall teach you. Or let the fish of the sea inform you. Which of all these does not know that the hand of the Lord has done this? everywhere. In his hand is the life of every creature and the breath of all mankind. Worthy, worthy Lord God to receive glory and honor and power for you created all things and by your will they were created and have their being. So what's the take home? God made me. And God has Put his glory on me. And God, I made in his likeness and his image. That puts me in another place. I'm not just an angry young man or old man or, or whatever, whatever, determined by my history. God is a God. Can I ask you to stand with me, please? Thank you so much for listening. Have you got sound? Personally, how well I've accepted God's love, God's grace, God's faith. Look at my life sometimes and I think, Lord, oh, I wish I was better. I wish, what, wish, wish I was a better husband, better dad, better pastor, better leader, better citizen.
under the open sky. And consider all these things I have said. These notes are available, they're not fantastic. But they're available. You can say, Lord, for the sake of my spouse, my family, my church, my nation, for your sake, to call upon you. Come close to me, Lord. I don't know what it is to get close to you. I don't know what it is to have a personal relationship. I'm a survivor, Lord. I just fight in a box. I'm defensive. I speak. Tell people about it. since the day we got married. Heard that this week. This is the time we got married. This is a problem. Not from someone in this too. Imagine that couple. Fearfully one female. <coughs> For your glory. Our purpose. It's all that. Our purpose is to give you glory. Mikey prayed for unity in the church. Hold hands as a church and say, Lord, for this church, this little church in my time. For your glory. In your glory, you made us fearfully and wonderfully made to be fruitful and to multiply. Father, let's finish this sermon. I don't know how to finish it. Land it in our hearts, settle us, quieten us, center us, reconfigure some of us, separate the darkness and the shadows and the light in our hearts. Questions, why Lord, why Lord, why Lord? We leave that. Let's ask what Lord? What do you want us to do? We leave the why, we don't know, we're not going to answer the why, we say, well, what would you have us do?